Welcome to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. My name is Kim Ludeman, and I am your confidence connoisseur here to help you end body shame, find freedom from the shoulds, and learn to love being you inside and out. Join me as we discuss how to break diet dependence, demystify current health and wellness trends, and help you find the confidence to feel empowered in your life. With that, let's go to the show. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the third episode of Captivatingly Confident Podcast. I am so excited to be with you today. We are going to talk about something that is near and dear to my heart, which I feel like all of this is, all of the health and wellness and mindset is so important to me, but this is a big one, and that is the topic of acceptance. So if it's okay with you, we're just going to dive right in. Like I said, this podcast series is going to be different than others because it's going to be shorter. Most of the podcasts are going to be about 20, 30 minutes at most so that you can digest the information, get it in between your commutes while you're waiting in the pickup line at school, uh, while you're strolling through the grocery store. My goal is to give you steps, advice, explanations to get you going on your captivatingly confident journey. And I think that all of us can agree that we're busy and we've got lots going on. So that is why these are shorter and just kind of to the point and diving in. Episode two, I was just editing and was like, (laughs) we just dove right into that. So I guess I should tell you when we're jumping in. So guess what? We're jumping in. So like I said, today's topic is about acceptance. And I wrote a blog post about this, which I'm taking the notes from. And that blog post is titled, Make Peace with Your Pooch. That's right. 99.9% of the females in the world, and we won't even talk about the beer belly and the man pooch, but we're talking about specifically ladies, have them. They have a pooch. They, they being the pooch, are subject to a lot of our criticism, our critique, and our self-loathing, right? (laughs) We try to hide them with flowy shirts and dresses and high-waisted jeans. That's right. I wear the high-waisted jeans. Thank you very much. We spend a ton of money on shapewear like Spanx to pull those suckers in. We hate the way that they jiggle and the way that they squish Like if you're in the car and you go over a bump and it's just like jiggle, jiggle, you're like, can't stand it. And we immediately jump to the negative, right? We immediately start beating ourselves up for the less firmness that our pooch is, if that makes sense. So some pooches are marked with lines. Some are stretched and bare crazy scars. My mom, uh, when she had me, however, 29-ish years ago, okay, it's more than 29, but 
bear with me here. Uh, back in the olden days, they would do an incision that went from sternum, the bottom of your sternum, down to your pubic bone instead of that nice, like, horizontal one. They did some, for some reason, they did a vertical uh, incision on my mom. I was born breech, and she would always, always show me her scar and talk about how much she hated her scar and how she just loathed it right so a lot of women have c-section scars um, any kind of scarring on the stomach and the stomach is such a sensitive area it's like the center of our bodies physiologically but also mentally a lot of us when we talk about weight loss we immediately think about the stomach and how we would like it to be flatter right but the thing is is that this is the epicenter for amazing processes like digestion. When you start to look at digestion, digestion? Why does that sound funny? It sounds funny right now. When you start to look at that process, you guys, it is amazing what takes place in the large and small intestines and in the stomach and the colon, all of these organs that are involved with like just this process of moving food through your body. Not even to say, to talk about nutrient absorption, I mean, that in and of itself is another miracle that happens in the gut. And then there's, you know, the miracle of life that happens, the craziness that our bodies are able to carry a human being in our stomachs. Like, wow. Can we just take a second here? So it is my son's fourth birthday today, and... That means that it was four years, nine months ago that I found out I was pregnant. And four years ago, obviously, that I had my baby. And girls, let me tell you something about that stomach. Oh, wow. It is incredible. It is incredible. But also being a postpartum woman, I realize and I recognize and I empathize with the struggle that comes postpartum. But you know what? That is another topic for another day. And we will we will discuss postpartum bodies later on, I promise. But this is where the stomach is where our most precious organs are stored. But it's the place that we most often hate. We use words like flabby, bloated, distended, squishy, jiggly, saggy, and soft to describe it. We dream of a flat, hard, chiseled surface that doesn't shake when we walk and doesn't jiggle when we go over speed bumps or bumps in the road, right? That's what we dream about. That's what we think about. We also think about eating less and moving more and how if I just did that, I'd get rid of my stomach. We hear that abs are made in the kitchen, and while part of that is true, so much of it, this is going to be shocking to you if you've listened to me for any amount of time, but so much of that comes back to mindset. So much so. We also think that we just aren't trying hard enough, right? Have you ever thought that? Like, if I just tried harder, I would have a body that I like if I just tried harder. I just am not doing enough. I'm not doing the right things to get my body the way I want it to look. So we try harder and harder and rely on willpower to 
just get through the workouts, to get through the core exercises, to get through the foods that we don't really like, but the foods that are touted to give us a flat stomach. So if we do these things, maybe we'll have our heart's desire. Maybe we'll have that flat stomach. And friends, I am here to tell you that it is so hard, (laughs) so hard to get a flat stomach. It is incredibly difficult. I have been a personal trainer for 10 years and a nutrition consultant, coach, whatever you want to call it, for the last eight. And I promise you, getting a flat stomach is like one of the hardest things you can do because it's not only about diet and exercise, but it's also about stress and sleep and macronutrients and water intake and a whole myriad of facets to this one thing that we're trying to get to. It is so hard to get abs. (laughs) It is so much effort all the time. And it comes and goes. Okay, can we just be real about this? This like weight is very dynamic. It is not static. Static meaning it's just done. Like if you just do enough crunches, if you just hold that plank long enough, you're going to get six pack and you're going to be able to just keep it. Friends, you are one cheeseburger away from a food baby. Like, I promise you, having abs is so hard. Now, there are those people that we really don't like. And those are the people that are just born like muscly. They're just, they're ectomorphs is their body type. They're straight up and down. They're, they're more lean. They have the propensity toward a flatter stomach. Yes, genetics does play a role in where you hold your body weight. And some people do not hold it in their stomach. And I give you permission to be a little bit jealous of that. I know I am, right? You see somebody and it's like, oh. But then on the flip side, if we're being healthy, we realize we don't know their story. We don't know their struggles. We don't know how hard they work to get their body. We don't know. So we can also give ourselves grace and permission to not look at anybody else, but to focus on the body that we have. So even if you do get the abs that you want or a flat stomach, sustaining that is so hard. If you have had children, you may have heard of diastasis recti, which causes even more of a pooch. So diastasis recti is this terrible thing where your abs literally separate from each other. And you can like stick your finger in between your abs. It's so gross. I had that. And it's so terrible. And it takes so long to fix that by doing the right core exercises. But that could even cause a pooch that you may not even be able to out-diet. Or maybe you have extra skin there. Maybe you've had surgery or maybe you have had really rapid weight loss and you just have extra skin that you feel self-conscious about. So that makes it even harder because those things are out of your control in a lot of ways. So I guess we could talk about reducing the appearance of your tummy. You can totally do that. You know, there's like we talked about earlier, kind of the cheater ways of high-waisted jeans, flowier tops, I'm looking at you, Spanx. There are ways to hide it, which I'm actually quite a fan of, to be honest with you, and I'll tell you why. Uh, 
there's also the actual exercising portion of it. So if you're doing the right fat burning exercises, the right core exercises, eating the right diet for your body, manipulating your macronutrients, you can get a flat stomach. Maybe, some people will never have it because of their genetics. Maybe you get there and then maybe you hate your life because you have to work out all the time and you have to sustain the results that you worked so hard for. So really it comes down to a question of not what do you want when it comes to your stomach, but really what are you willing to give up to get the flat stomach? And we don't like to think of it that way because we think, but if I just do enough, then that makes me good enough. But friends, oh my, so much of weight loss, so much of changing your body shape is not about what you want, but literally about how much you want to give up. How many things do you want to sacrifice to spend time hitting the gym, exercising? How many social engagements do you not want to participate in because the food is not on your diet? It is, it's so much work, friends. And I guess I pose the question to you, is it worth it? Is it worth it? I can tell you, I was in the pursuit of abs for years and weight loss. And the closest I ever got was a little baby two-pack. And that was when I was eating like 1,200 calories a day, working out twice a day, six days a week. I had a body that, one, I didn't even really love because I always felt like it was never enough. And two, a life that I did not love because I had to work out all the time. We would go on vacation and I would work out every single day and not take advantage of rest. Which now I'm like, I'm on vacation. I'm not working out unless I feel like it. Totally different mindsets. But if it is up, if it is worth it to you, and for some of you, you're going to be like, no, Kim, this is worth it to me. It's an investment in myself. This is what makes me feel good. Then for you, girl, I say right on. Go get it, sister. You do you. For sure. For the rest of you who have decided, okay, well... If Kim's a personal trainer and she's telling me that it's super, super hard to get abs, could I even entertain the notion of giving that up? Could I even dream of letting go of this dream of a flat stomach? And if you could, what would happen? What would happen for you if you were to make peace with your pooch? And instead of fighting it, trying to shrink it, trying to control it, what if you just let it be there? What would happen? Seriously, take a second and think about it. Imagine your life where you are aware of the size of your stomach. You're aware that it jiggles, bounces, shakes, all that good stuff. But it doesn't change how you feel about yourself. It doesn't impact you in the same way as when you're trying to change it. It doesn't impact the foods that you eat. It doesn't influence the workouts that you do. But you arrive at a state of just neutrality. Like, doesn't that sound good? To me, that sounds fantastic. Getting to a place where you don't have to have body positivity. I'm not saying you have to love your pooch. Girl, you don't have to. (laughs) It's okay. You can just accept it for what it is and accept your body for where it's at. And from that accept, ex, uh, from that 
acceptance, there's the word I'm looking for, sorry about that. From that acceptance, you can move into appreciation. And appreciation is a beautiful thing. When you start to appreciate the body that you have and the things that it's done for you and where it's gotten you in life so far, then you can work to slowly make changes to it. But coming at it from a completely different mindset than just like, I have to change this, I have to change this right now, I'm so uncomfortable, I hate it, oh my gosh, and just that warp speed negativity, that will not give you sustainable changes to your body. It just won't, trust me. But when you switch over and you start appreciating what you're working with and accepting what you're working with, your whole mindset will shift. It'll change the way you think about food. It'll change the way you think about exercise. It'll change the way you think about everything because you're not criticizing yourself. You're not beating yourself up for the way that your body is. Now, I know that sounds so crazy to you and you're probably like, Kim, I could never get from a place of hostility to acceptance. I could never get it there. But what if you focused on the factors that actually get your stomach to the point where it is? And I'm talking about stuff like hormonal disruptors, relational stress, the wrong kind of exercise. Yes, there is such a thing. Lack of movement, uh, excessive. I can't even talk today, you guys. (laughs) Excessive alcohol consumption, lack of quality sleep, inadequate fluid intake, emotional eating, what if instead of spending all your emotional and mental energy on hating your body, you were to put that energy toward the things I just listed, toward really focusing on the factors that influence fat storage in your body? What if you started focusing on those and you replace that negativity with, again, not positivity, acceptance. Start small. Start accepting what you see. Stand in front of the mirror, buck naked, and look at your body. Accept. Not, we're not to appreciate yet. We're not even to like. We're not going to even talk about love. We're just going to accept what it is because that's literally like what you are and who you are and what you're working with. You're not Your inner self is not defined by the outer self. But how you think about your outer self absolutely defines how you feel about your whole self and who you are. I'm going to let that sink for just a second. How you think about your body is who part of who you are. If you are just negative toward your own body, you probably have some negativity toward others. It just happens that way. It's the weirdest thing because you'll see the flip side. When you start to accept yourself, you become more accepting of others. It's the weirdest thing. (laughs) It's the weirdest thing. I don't have science to back this up, only experience and seeing it in other people's lives. When you open that door to good things, you're able to send out good things into the world. So, What would happen if you did switch that mental and emotional energy to focusing on the factors that influence your body 
and I'll list those out in the show notes for you so you have them. How would that improve not only your physique, but your quality of life? I mean, let's think about that. Think about all the time that you spend hating on your body, worrying about your body. I mean, if you were to literally break it down, it's probably a great big chunk of your day. And maybe for some of you, it's not. And if it's not you, hallelujah. Because for the rest of us that spend that time critiquing and criticizing, pinching, poking, pulling, prodding, thinking about, it's exhausting. It's exhausting, friend. And I want to give you permission to start accepting yourself and take back that time, take back that energy and apply that energy to something that will actually benefit you and move you toward what you want. Making peace with your pooch will give you the ability to cultivate appreciation for your incredible body and move you one step closer to having a body and life that you cherish. So with that, I leave you here and hope that you can start to take some steps to appreciate, accept what you're working with and make peace with your pooch, sister. And if you decide at the end of this, you're like, you know what? I'm actually gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep trying to change my body shape. Then again, more power to you, sister. More power to you. But if you really want to take this challenge of acceptance, then I would suggest heading over to CaptivatinglyConfident.com and grabbing my free guide, Beyond Balance, an introductory guide to being captivatingly confident. In this guide, there are three practical steps that you can start to take to raise your awareness level of how you think about things, how you think about food, how you think about nutrition, how you think about self-care, all of that. It's a great place to kind of dive into some of this deeper mindset work that is so critical to having that body and life that you cherish. Again, you can find that captivatinglyconfident.com. I'll link it in the show notes. And as always, friends, thank you so much for tuning in. I welcome your feedback. If you want to jump over to Facebook, kimludeman.com will get you there. Join our community. We would love to meet you, to walk with you, share in your triumphs and your struggles, and to just share life with you. So thank you so much, you guys, and I'll see you next time.